If you'll come with me, you'll float too. 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 You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we decided to do a little special pod on the movie It. Um, yeah, we decided to earn the uh, movie in the intro. Yeah, no, we hadn't done a movie in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, yeah, but uh, good one to hell to yeah. try to bring in. I mean, it's breaking all the records at the box office right now and kind of saving a horrific year of movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was pretty much the only movie worth watching this year, I think, so yeah, far. Yeah, go ahead. Name name another movie I went to the theater and saw and were just blown away by this year. Um, you mean you actually went to the movies the rest of the summer? That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> what, something. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I'm, no. No, I can't, can't tell you I got much of anything. What's, I, mean, I, I mean, I know I've been to the movies this year. But I, I can't I, remember. Yeah, I don't anything. even remember what I've watched. Well, I take that back. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh, Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming. I did see was both good. of those. I'll give you that. Okay, I'll give those. It goes to show you that you know they must not have been. Extreme. Hey, comic books. There we go. <laughs> you know something's <laughs> going to drive us to go see it anyway. Yeah. So um, obviously that's what it you know it requires something like that to get me to go to the theater now. Mm-hmm. You know I don't go for dramas. I don't even go for comedies anymore. No, because I mean I know we won't be able to watch it on HBO in like three months, and so why go spend twelve bucks <laughs> at the movie theater? True, true, true that, true that. So uh, the details, uh, the director was all right. I always say, yeah, we had we had a contest before we uh, started potting, and Jake won. Muschietti, I think Muschietti? it's Muschietti. Okay, okay. We're Andy, going? Yeah. Andy M, <laughs> Andy M, <laughs> done, done. Um, yeah, and of course, you know, of all the actors, the two that stick out the most to me, of course, the guy who played it, which was Bill Skarsgård. The right. Skarsgård, you know, domination the family, of fam, Basically fam. the uh, Matthews of the <laughs> acting world right now. Right. And then, of course, the, uh, the Finn, Finn kid. Is Finn Wolfhard. Thing is the, He's but, a star. That kid is a star in the making. But Stuttering Bill is also... Uh, a child actor. He was in Midnight Special. I know he's Jaden something. Yeah. Is it Lieber Herm? Or I can't remember. <laughs> but Midnight Special was a kind of a unsung movie that a lot of people haven't seen stuff like that. He plays like a kind of weird kid that's being protected by like a cult mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Not a bad movie. He's This dude is a really good child actor. So, no, I mean, he did a fantastic job. I got to be honest. I think this movie got extremely lucky that they got away with seven, eight child actors that... I mean, uh, yeah, did I mean, not to, disappoint. To me, the odds are to have this many actors that did as well as like you have in the Stranger Things, which had four or five that did a pretty darn good job. To have seven, eight do as well as they did was pretty pretty magnanimous to me. And then to have the luck, the fortunate of not having to worry about them growing up. You know, like these kids aren't going to be in the sequel. So yeah, they don't have to be. So. Well, they could technically, but it could be like glimpses or little snippets or different things. It's possible. I doubt it, but it's still possible. Um, if they play on the memory aspect of the book and stuff like that, then it's possible you will see like little flashes. I can see scenes where it's like the montage. Exactly. You know, where they show the older character, you know, doing something and it kind of flashes to what he looked like when he was a kid and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But. Uh, I, th- I don't think it, it's necessary. Yeah, I, I don't think it will happen just because this movie was made for so little. I don't see them wanting to pay an actor twice. The, I mean, I think they're going to want to keep costs that Well, considering again. what cash load they have made so far, yeah. I think they're going to throw plenty of money at this next one to make sure that it doesn't disappoint. I well, really do. Think. I mean, that'll be, I think, the most difficult situation is making another one with adult characters that yeah. will hit as hard. Let's be honest with ourselves. They're going to have to do a really effing amazing job of casting 
these adult characters to mimic and match well with what these kids have set the tone at. It's going to be hard. And I mean, yeah, the I'm kids just... have already come out and said who they want to play them. And that alone <laughs> with, with the characters that they picked was going to be like a $120 million <laughs> roll call. We paid for everybody, but we're going to have <laughs> to do no this movie. on toilet paper. Yes. Yeah. It's not gonna really this, this is going to be more of a play than an actual uh, <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh, not going to work out. Um, but all right. So what did everyone think? That's the best movie I've seen in a long time. One of the best scary movies I've seen in a long time. I'm not afraid to put it out there. Like, really? A scary movie, goosebumps. though? Like, I mean, we weren't really scared. At- I might put it this way. Let me rephrase that. Not so much scared, but it's the last time. It's been a long, long time since I've gotten goosebumps and hair raising. I, you know, things happen either from anticipation, the shock of a scene, uh, the level they decide to go at with mm-hmm. different things. I can't think of another movie in a long time that's brought all that to play as well as this one did. I mean, I can't think of a movie I've seen that kept my like goosebumps going, like you said, hair raised. Like you know, when I was a young entire- young guy, I remember when I first watched. I know this is an old blast from the past. I don't know if you were born. Was Candyman, and I would see it in theater when I was little. And I'm talking Absolutely. about that shit was real. When I don't it know came if I out. <laughs> and what was that? The 90s when that came out, dude. I'm telling you. Candyman still holds up, by the way. And um, Cabrini that, Green. Yeah, I don't know if I, I ever saw it. Candyman. Like, I think I just watched it with a pillow over my face. That's what I'm saying. Like that movie was the first one that I literally. I mean, I was trembling during parts of it because of anticipation and shock value. This brought that back to me. Yeah, I mean, Cash, I'm with you. All right, it is my favorite book, all time favorite book. I love this book. Okay, I've, now let's do it twice, actually. Which oh, is a bro, lot bro. of time. Uh, uh, for those of you the audiobook, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like uh, 96 yeah. hours of yeah, for listening. For those of you that don't know, that is true commitment to <laughs> yeah. audiobooking. This um, is called being a 48. <laughs> well, I knew the movie was coming out, so I decided to listen to it again. Okay. All right. So just so I could have a really good comparison of you know how they manipulated the, the movie from mm-hmm. the book. Um, I absolutely loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. And I came in with. Extreme High expectations. expectations. Well, because you told us about this movie four or five months ago when we actually had a different director. Yeah, well, and that was the thing is when Carrie Fukunaga was supposed to do it, I was super pumped Dude. because True Detective season, season one, one is amazing. And I still has, think best season of television of all time. I don't know. It, it's definitely up there, but it definitely has a top three scene of all time. And what was it? Episode three or four? Four. Yeah. yeah. Episode four. Yeah. But. When when he stepped away or like that, I was kind of disappointed. Um, I know Stephen King had said something about how he was just blown away by the direction and script that he received. Mm-hmm. And but then they brought this guy in, Andy M or whatever. And I had seen Mama, which is his other credit. Okay. And, and Mama is legit good scary movie. Like it's really well done. And matter of fact, it's got a Game of Thrones guy, Nick uh, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Isn't oh. it? He's one of the main characters. So Jamie can actually do other things because I've seen a lot of his rom coms. And uh... <laughs> no, this this is a super dark movie, super well done. So I was once again like, you know, okay with it. You know, like more raising my expectations. Yeah. When they brought this guy in, because I was just like, okay, well, excellent. We have a actual horror director coming in. Well, especially since I talked to my buddy Lucas and he was telling me why Fukunaga got cut out was because he was taking out the stuttering. He was changing pretty much all the characters' names. Well, he wasn't staying true to the book. He was he, he wanted was to stay his- he wanted to stay true to the atmosphere and what the book was 
trying to tell you. Yeah. But not. But he wanted to update it in a in a manner that would change so much stuff that you remember about the Losers Club and it would kind of know, almost be the, like The Shining to where like you just give it a different name and it's a fantastic movie. But when you're comparing it to the book, it's like not necessarily the same. Thing. Right. And I think we had this conversation we on did. another podcast, mm-hmm. but. When I when I read The Shining, I was like, oh, "This is so scary and so well done." And then I watched the movie again, and I was like, "Oh, this is dog shit. It's <laughs> terrible." I mean, you came out and said the movie was like a two, and it was like, "Oh no!" Well, yeah. that's probably you know blaspheming to yeah. a, thousands and thousands of people that love horror movies. But I have I just have the feeling that they have never read the books, and I'm like, it's just not even a comparison. I mean, right. it's not even remotely close. So. In my opinion, we brought Andy M in to make it more of a horror, horror movie to appeal to the new R rating that is becoming the new cash crop of movies now. Which, thank God. Like, well, the thing is, though, Fukunaga is a super R-rated guy, too. All right. So, but here's the weird thing about it, though. There's some stuff in the book that I'm like, in this day and age of political correctness, of whatever the political climate is, they cannot put it, no. it in a movie. Like if the book was released for the first time, it would it wouldn't it wouldn't be able to sell. There there's so much controversy in this book. Yeah, I mean there's stuff in there. I mean I'll just go ahead and tell you there's a twelve year old gangbang in yeah. the book. Okay. Lovely. Well, <laughs> I mean well it's up for debate if it's like a bunch of solo stuff or if it's like a true gangbang because like it No, it's yeah. it's a train. Yeah. It's what it is. Okay, it's a a willing train. Uh, all right, let's just go ahead and say this right here. From this point forward, we're going to now spoil this movie. Are we going to say yeah. that? I mean, yeah, I mean is, well, we are going to be discussing details of the movie as well as incorporating information from the book to compare it to it. So, if you have not read the book and you have not watched the movie, this is not the this podcast is for not you. Where you want to continue? <laughs> go go watch the movie. Unless you just want us to kind of spoil it, so you know what you're going into. We do have fans that do like that. By the way, I will say this: I will not spoil anything. I'm the only one that's read the book. I will not spoil any of the adult information. Oh, we're not going to go past that. I won't talk yeah. about anything that should be happening in the next movie. There you go. Because that that would that would piss me. Maybe off. a little bit just to explain one of the characters, but we'll, we'll see if we get there. Okay, so but you know, okay, yeah, in the books. Bev has sex with every single one of the Losers yeah. Club in, and, down in the tunnels. And it's creepy. Can we all agree that that would have been a really bad idea if they had done this in the movie? It's a bad idea in, in the, the book. book. It makes no sense. It is so out there. And this is where a lot of people get a little weirded out by Stephen King because he has some of these weird little pervy things. In a few books. In a lot of his books. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, that's so sketchy. And when it happens and stuff, it's like, kind of get what you're saying like okay she's gonna take their innocence away or whatever like that you know what i mean and that's how they get out but it's like nah man this is just some weirdness yeah <laughs> it's like uh willingness and forgetfulness all at the same time it's just it's really yeah. really okay. strange but okay yeah. i think we can move on but, but i did think for a slight moment they were going to do this scene and i was like oh god no there's no way they put it nah. in but they did reverse a couple things though in the other direction yes like bev and her dad Okay, in the books, Bev and her dad, like her dad is almost like fighting with himself to not molest his daughter. Like he'll break a sweat and you can tell he's like staring like through her and like he's really fighting the urge. Your your eye rape, you know. Kind (laughs) of, yeah, kind of, right. You're still patting that yet? But in the movie, I mean, it looks like it's pretty blatantly clear 
He's molesting at the her. fight scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do your friends know that you're still my little girl? Wherever you know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's like, a lot of innuendo there. So they they kind of went the other directions. You know, where Stephen King held back a little bit and they made dove it, all the and way. Made in. it a little more scary, I think, in the book. To this one, it's a little more on the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's just more of the times. Could know? could be definitely yeah, definitely, definitely could times. be. Um, let's before we dive really hard like that. Let's talk about the characters themselves. Of all the child actors, who end up being who end up doing your best job, Richie. and who was the weakest job? Um, because of the books and stuff like that, and I love the ones that really stayed true to character. I mean, Richie, I think they, that kid's a superstar. Way the most, him. you know, as far as following the book and how he is, or whatever like that. Richie did the best job, I think, and Eddie. Yes, the, Eddie's the uh, Eddie's the germaphobe. Yeah, yeah, yep. he did a really good the hypochondriac job. little kid with the yeah, crazy mom Munchausen right. syndrome. Those two, I think, played off each other like they do in the book. You're basically saying the two guys who had the most laughs. Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, but that's how it is in the book too. Is these two, they're but, opposite ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? One's like super, you know, hypochondriac. You know, is afraid of everything, and then Richie in the book is like. It's like he hates that he's doing it, but he's always down. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's always right. down for it. It's like even in the movie, you see, like, who's uh, coming with me? Richie always steps up first. You know what I mean? He's, he's not the guy that's like, I'm going in there right now. But as soon as you ask him, he's, he's a perfect like, yes man. He's, he's always the wingman. The yeah. dependable friend. Right. He's the best friend. You know yeah. what I mean? And then he's going to crack a joke of why he's in this room at the time. <laughs> yeah, and like, exactly. the joke is always perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, we had so many one-liners that had you and me crack it up the entire movie. Like people dude, are looking not, at us in the theater I mean, as we're repeating jokes. Man, I'm not lying, dude. In the theater, of course, we went and saw an advanced screening of it, and I mean, uh, I was just laughing my ass off. And some of the, some of the stuff that was written and the way he did them was just off the top. So he was my favorite character to watch. Uh, I'll be honest with you, the little kid in the beginning, Georgie. Oh, Georgie crushes it. Yes, that guy, I, if he for what little screen time he had. He delivered. For, I mean, I just have to say it. For some reason, his job was so memorable to do such. A, even when he's talking to Pennywise in the drain, like he was a believable little kid. Mm -hmm. And when he was like, he's in the basement and he's, you know, the end though, man. Woo! And it was the end. All that stuff. I'm sorry to be the youngest one on the screen yeah. and to be doing it better than the rest of them. To me, he stole the show, even with his short amount of time on screen. No, I agree. And, and tell you what, I, I'll be totally honest. This kid looks a lot like my middle child. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm sitting like, there. You, you know, I, I'm not going to say his name, but like that, I'm going to tell you right there, we're not going to be in the room alone with this Joker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, as I'm soon as he popped serious. up on screen, I was yes. like, um, that's yeah, Jake's your kid. middle child. I'm glad you realized that. If he ever that. has a yellow sucker, yeah, deuces. You I know was what like, I'm saying? I was well, like, no, I'm thinking of Halloween. I'm like, dude, if he puts him in a red room in his hand and a yellow slicker. I was like, if. When I was thinking about painting on his back, You'll float too. You know what I mean? oh, no, no, no. If you go, if you go to my house, he's getting punched in the face. No. <laughs> hey, tell him to put his arm behind his back and have one arm missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, uh, as creepy as that sounds, that kid looks exactly oh, like it's a splitting image. Yeah, that yes, was the first thing I said. Same hair, same everything. everything. So I would. I had like a personal touch that was freaking me out with him. Yeah, I don't know that. how you went home. Let's call it, you're going home with your pistol. <laughs> but plus, also. <laughs> Kind of like a heartbreaking thing because he looks so much like my kid. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. So it's like that. I think I think it kind of touched me even more. 
you know, the stuff that was going on with him. And I was just like, God, man, this is so, tough. Every time I look I, at it. Are you all like, out there making uh, little paper boats, you know, putting little wax out there? Whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> all right, so we said the best. Who was the weakest of the child actors? I already know who you think pretty much, but I got to, it's Michael to me. Once again, coming off my book knowledge, you know, it's something in this day and age mm-hmm. and – Political correctness again. They can't do Michael's character justice in a movie because I mean it's severe racism in the era that they the book is set in versus them flash forwarding it to the eighties. I had a big problem with the racism in the eighties in Maine. I was like, like, well, no, it's okay because there wasn't any other than the white trash prick that was leading the bullies, right? I mean, really, the only racist thing you hear is from him. Well, Henry. explain what you mean. Explain what you mean. To somebody who doesn't know what you're talking about, explain what you mean. Well, Mike just had a, like more character development because he was going through real shit. I mean, really bad shit. Yeah. He was an outside kid. He went to his own, like, not, he wasn't homeschooled. It was kind of like a private uh, black church school that he went to for just minorities. Mm-hmm. Wasn't all black kids in it, but like, it was outside of town. But he is the only black kid like that's in Derry, basically. All right? So it's like even the guys in the Losers Club are like, they barely see him. Okay. You know what I mean? So like, even when he's around, they're like surprised. And But man, I'm telling you, the stuff he endures in the book from Henry and them, just what they call him, the names they call him. I mean, it's just like, man, these are racial slurs I've never even heard of before. <laughs> Which is impressive growing up where we did. Right. And <laughs> yeah, the really. fact that they changed, or this is a large change for book to movie for Mike's character. Mike's dad and his mom are big characters. His dad especially. Okay. Granddad is not in the story at all. And so the movie's talking about how they got burned up and dead is not accurate to the book. Not at all. Now, but I, I thought it was pretty cool how they did that and actually made his fear that. And I was like, because he had the scariest fear, I thought. But it's so crazy what they changed, okay? So you remember um, Chubby Kid, uh, ben, ben, Hanscom, right? So he starts talking about the black spot fire, mm-hmm. right? By the racist group. Yeah. That happened to Mike's dad when Mike's dad was in the military. They weren't allowed to go to the officer's club, so they made their own club for black soldiers okay. to have like get-togethers and stuff, right? And it became so popular that even white, white women were starting and to go men there. started to come because they were having such a good time. They had good jazz band of just soldiers that could kind of play mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So people started coming. So the, what were they called? The um, Knights of Decency, I think is what they were called. Which is a, you know, everybody thinks of the Ku Klux Klan or yeah. whatever like that. This is a way lesser known faction faction of white you know, white, white nationalist kind of people or like that. I love the names of it. Knights of Decency. Right. right. <laughs> Well, okay, so what they do is... belongs on a napkin. They come in the middle of the night, you know, and it's like all the rich white people of the area, actually, and they throw torches through the one of the windows. Mm-hmm. And it's, they accidentally throw it in the kitchen, and it creates this huge grease fire in the kitchen or whatever like that. Well, so many people rush the door, it barricades it, just like yeah. we've all seen before it happens. Panic creates this thing where... Too many people are trying to get out the door, so the door can't be opened because no. it opens inward. Uh, why not How do outward? they still have inward? Well, I mean, I guess well, back then you don't under, even under code now you can't. Right. So, but anyway, what's really cool about it is the chef from The Shining, 
is another guy in the military and is one of his good friends and is the one that saves his life yep. and gets him out of the black spot. That's the name of the club or whatever that they created, okay? That's because this book, The Shining, and there's another one that are in the same universe. Right. So it's not Ben that's doing all the research yeah. on Derry. It's Mike when he's an older man. Yeah, okay? cuz Mike's a librarian, a librarian the, in the mm-hmm. future, okay? He's the one that does all the research. But it's such a cool moment in the book when his dad's kind of like on his deathbed and he finally tells him the story of what happened at the black spot. And he asks him like, "Did you see anything that was super weird when that happened?" And he says, "Yeah, a giant black bird came out of nowhere and picked up one of the white nationalists and took off with him." And he said, "What was you know what was strange about that?" He said, "It was something that he had a balloon." He said, "Well, he said he picked the guy up, yeah. and it wasn't like the bird was flying; it was like he was floating." Okay, so it was like you got this really tingy thing. Of course, you don't realize until later on when he tells him the story. That's the thing that Pennywise turns into to scare Mike. Is Mike's not scared by Pennywise Penny- inside the butcher's thing. He's scared by a huge black bird that comes out of the Dairy Ironworks, the other major disaster that Got Ben right. finds out about. Right. right. So what I'm saying is, is like Mike and his dad stories were completely altered, and the, uh, and the thing to me is Mike wasn't given enough material to to be strong. To no, me. Well, but I mean you could you could see how they twisted that, and which is kind of genius is that you know they took away Mike's dad who gives away all that that situation and then you take away the element of a giant bird which would be difficult to make it look in modern or realism in this in this kind of movie and so you shift the gears to one of the burn the accidents like that and then you make the other kid know the history of it so that you're able to get the history in the first movie yes but my, but my thing is they did such a badass job with the burning hands coming out of that butcher shop door that's what it looked like at the black spot mm-hmm and then, so when you saw that in the trailer and stuff, I was like, holy shit, Mike's going to see the His, black spot yeah, disaster. Right. But no, it ended up... And the thing is, is there's all these hands and stuff like that. But it was really just his parents that burned up in that house. Yeah. So it should have been four hands. But they put like 17 hands Well, not only that, did you notice... And this was brought up when I, when I got on there and looked, is that there were white people hands. Yeah, there's, there's white people in the black spot that died. Right, and so... You know when they when he said, "Well, yeah, my parents died like that." I don't even hardly remember seeing any African American hands coming. Oh out no, there. they were in there for sure. But remember, they he even says that they like yeah they were trying to break down it the, off to yeah. the bone. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, and they were just trying to break into his room. So, but it it did such a badass job with that. But I think why Mike's stuff got changed was just because they didn't want to deal with anything supernatural. Because in the book, there was a werewolf, there was mummies, there was that. They didn't want to mess with any of that. Agreed. And so but, but they did bring the mummy in at the very end. You get to see it's yeah. kind of there. It's not. It's not hugely overtly in your face. That's more of like a throwing a bone to the book readers. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they know what Ben's dealing homage. with, yeah. right? But no, they they changed almost everybody's fear, fear that happened. to make it more realistic, so they didn't have to mess with all the CGI. That's and, the updating they did. Okay, yeah. but they they threw some bones to book readers, so you weren't like. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. You know what I mean? Because you're so attached. Like me, I'm so attached to the things that happen in the book. But in a way, I can tell like why certain things aren't brought in. Mm-hmm. But, but man, there are a couple things. 
Richie, well, you know, one one of our our favorite character, right? He doesn't see anything no. for a long time. And I thought that was really cool. And they go to the movies, and he was really cool. He like he pays for Ben to come with them, and then Bev shows up, and they're like, "Sure, Bev, you come too." And they go see the teenage werewolf, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was uh, one of the movies that was on the movie theater screen was right. A- and then something about a big eye, a big eyeball, right? And it's like, okay, cool. That's where they get their fears from. Right. Richie sees the teenage werewolf. Yeah. Whenever he sees Pennywise. Okay. Pennywise turns into that to scare him. And then Ben, ben and Bev or like that. They really don't see what they're talking about, but the big eye shows up later on mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like you didn't get to see what created the fear they have. I agree with that. Eddie's is kind of on the nose. The yeah. leper. He's terrified of germs I mean, and stuff like that. That makes perfect sense. Makes total sense, right? He mm-hmm. didn't have to have a movie to show him that he would be terrified of a leper. But the leper in the book, you know, you see, remember the door's open, right? And he's like, what you looking for, Eddie? Yeah. You know what I mean? In the book, he's like, I'll suck your dick for a dime. You know, for a dollar or whatever like that. There we go. And he goes, never mind, I'll do it for a dime. And, and, <laughs> and he's trying to run off or like that. Hell, I'll do it for free. You know what I mean? But he's disgusting. Yeah. You know, his face wow. is rotten off him and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, I can see that not working. Because, <laughs> but the thing is, that's the difference. They're hobos. Yeah. Because it, it's back in the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. It's legit hobos. And the house on Nebel Street is near a railroad. That makes perfect. They're, they're yeah. track jumpers and stuff. You right, know? right, right, right. So it's like... They had to modify it, you know what I mean? And and sometimes it works out, and sometimes I think it would have been better the other way. Yeah. Well, to dive into the movie, in the first five minutes, I had a bet with Cash, and uh, we both lost horribly. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Because we were both like... Because I remember when you and I spoke about the original It, and we talked about how when they made the movie, uh, you told us that when Georgie meets Pennywise for the first time, and that he loses the attack the loses his arm. And that the miniseries decided not to do this and so on. And so Cash and I were like, well, the movie's going to come down to this one scene right here. It's going to tell us if we take the arm, we know we're going. It's going to be amazing, badass. And if they don't take the arm, I have to be concerned moving forward. Yeah. It's like that. And so I was like, yeah, no, they're not going to take this little kid's arm. Yeah, we both look at each other like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I was like, I'm not taking the sucker bet. And then literally two minutes later, Everybody in the room is going, oh, my God, shit. <laughs> you know, and we got this little kid in his arm, and he's wiggling on the, on the ground. I was just, like, blown away. And what did y'all think about the teeth? Like, that I thought had. it was amazing. They did an excellent job with the teeth because that's the one thing about the miniseries version, the Tim Carey teeth. Mm-hmm. They're cool for their, their day, but they look prosthetic. Yeah, oh, yeah it doesn't you tell they were up. put in his mouth. Yeah. Right. Even though this is clearly CG, it looks... Like a monster. Yeah, it's scary enough for me. Like, I mean, this is definitely the scariest part of Pennywise to me. Right, but I will say that's my weakest point of the movie is when they decided to use CG. I wish they would have stuck with their practical effects they were doing yeah. so well with. And they were sprinkling in light CG to make it look cool, but I wish they would have stuck with some practical stuff more you, often. You want to talk about homage to your... Uh, your original movie, re- you know, was is that they lit up his eyes while he was in the drain. Oh yeah, you know that right there because that's the only scene that they do the whole make his eyes glow. So freaky. Bit. But they did a really cool thing with his eyes. We've already talked about Bill Skarsgård's wandering eye. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Pennywise in the 
in the movie, they specifically will hold one eye still while the other one's going yeah. somewhere. You know what I mean? And it was like that was your sign to know that something bad was about to happen. Okay, it was like a like a cue. Mm-hmm. When his eyes start going wonky, that means he's about to go full-blown right. monster on you. All right? In the trailer, I was terrified that they weren't going to take his arm because they kept showing an empty storm drain. Yeah. And, you know, like zooming in or zooming out from it or whatever like that. I was like, oh, man, he's just going to pull him into the drain, and that's going to be it. So I was super happy, which is so demented to say, when they bit the arm off. But then that shot, the aerial shot of the arm coming out and reaching to grab, that was so, so badass. Well so well done. Oh, sick, man. Because it was just the pace. Yeah. How it was just and barely going out, like taking its time yeah. to go get him. And it looked like the arm was going to just stretch. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Like it was just going to abnormally yeah, stretch going, out going. and get him. I was like, oh, man, this is fantastic. All right. What did y'all think of the buck teeth and drooling? I thought the drooling was fantastic. Like I don't know how a human being is able to drool as much as Bill Skarsgård pulled off in these scenes, but it was just like he had an unlimited drool supply yeah, coming really, out of his mouth. It was gross. Like he was grossed out by it. The buck teeth was something I was surprised by. I mean, I knew they were doing it, you know, and they were kind of they were crooked too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know where they got that inspiration from. There was like, when I was looking online and social media like that, there was kind of a 50-50 of, they thought it was a distraction. It, you know, like it took away from the effect of the entire clown. It kind of, I think it kind of is a little bit. And to be honest with you, the size of his head is a little bit distracting. You, you know, know, the the whole forehead, you know, how enormous it was. I mean, that was about like a that, nine head. Like, let's be yeah. real. That thing um, was. It's a drive-in movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't mind it because I thought it just added more to the stigma of that he's not really human and humanoid shape. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because there was other scenes in the movie, like when you saw like part of his face get damaged in his eyes, and you got to see that the teeth in his mouth could moved and shifted it with inside the head and well, yeah, all that, that stuff. Like it, I think it added more to you know that you're not dealing with something that's not even close to being remotely human. His skin would chip away like a. Um, a porcelain doll. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would like crack and chip. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? That Which I thought was really cool looking. It was. It was. Now, I have to tell you, I, I was really, really, and y'all might, and maybe the book gives you something like that. Like when the It character gets hurt, everything goes in reverse gravity. You know what I mean? Like if he, you know, his skin went up, it went up. If he got, if he was bleeding, it went up. And all these things like that. So Floats. It floats, right? Right. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing that's like well, you'd have to be a book reader to figure no, this out. That's not in the books. Okay, that's it's what. Just, I, this is just a creative decision they made. Um, I thought that was kind of. I think it was a cool effect, you know, like that. But I was kind of wanting. I'm. I'm hoping that the next movie gives us an explanation of why. You know what I mean? Because that well, was one thing that was kind of okay. I mean, you're wrong. Like I said it was a cool visual. Well, this is going to be the main question of the next movie is are they going to legitimately talk about what it, it is. is? Okay. Right. The, I was pleasantly surprised at the very end with what they did with Bev. When his mouth opens up, super wicked. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... it's like, And you see the three lights in there? Okay, that's the dead lights is what that's called. Okay? That is what it is. Okay. Like, oh my God, it's it's so crazy to think about because it's, I don't see how there's any way possible they could put it in the movie. 
but that it is a from outer space interdimensional monster. Okay. Right. That lands on Earth like before the dinosaurs. Okay. He's he's been there forever. And he's just like soiled this area. And then the town of Derry was built, you know, around it and stuff like that. But that's why every twenty seven years is these crazy events that keep happening. He can't handle our atmosphere and everything, and it, that's why it well he just first it starts with kids, they go missing, right? Feeds on kids, feeds on kids, and their fear, feed, 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 feed. And then he has one massive event that he does before he hibernates. Okay? Right. And then he sleeps for 27 years. All right? But the thing is, the deadlights is what you can't explain. It's like, if he, if he shows you the deadlights and you, like, see what he is, mm-hmm. it, like, takes you to another dimension. And they're trapped there. Like, your soul is trapped there. Okay? Like, when she's floating there, blanked out or like that, she's gone. I mean, that's what all the kids floating up there, they're stuck in the deadlights. Okay? (laughs) How in the hell would you get this? Exactly. I mean, that's That's what I'm saying. You're going on to another level. And I'm telling you, they didn't do the, (sighs) the ritual of chud. Okay? That's what I'm saying. They go into some weird stuff. Yeah, like the, the kids have. There's a lot of peyote involved in the books to figure out how you. It's get not it. peyote, but they do a Native American ritual to where all the braves yeah. get into a teepee, right, and they light a fire in it, and they close off the ventilation, and it fills with smoke. Essentially, and the last person in there will have an out of body experience to answer some question you have, right? right okay. So, the question was. Native Americans who have dealt with something like it before, they had a thing called the ritual of chud. Okay? So you do this thing, and that's how they learned that you have to bite onto the tongue. All right? And hold on while you have a like mental battle with it. I mean, it's insane. Okay. They can't put it in the movie because obviously yeah. nobody would understand what the hell it's talking about. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Well, how do y'all want to break the movie down? Do we want to go by like character by character, or how the movie progresses, no, or I what don't you want... thought was the best parts, and you know where it hurt and detail wise? Yeah, I wouldn't go character to character. That's just so much yeah. talking. But all right, well, let's talk about this. All right, we the movie goes at a pretty good clip. I mean, they the pace is rolling for a two and a half hour, two hours fifteen minute movie. I mean, like when Cash and I watched it together, like we were know, an hour in, an hour was... in, and I felt like we had watched two hours of footage because it was just it was it was moving along. Number the number one complaint I've heard about the movie is its relentless pace that you'll get. At maximum five minutes to of rest. non-scare something happening. Yeah. That's well, see, it. To me, that wasn't a complaint. Like I told Cash when the movie's over, the one thing that made the movie so great for me was is that you were always in the ropes. The entire movie. No, it didn't bother me, but you understand that people were becoming numb to Pennywise because it was well, yeah. happening so often. Because like, he was just never Okay, scared. okay, okay. Yeah, like if they would have split up the kids' uh, fear stories, because we did get like, all seven of them back to back to back to back to back to back. So yeah. if there was a way they could have split those up a little bit. And in two hours, 15 minutes, there's no way. Yeah. You, that's the thing. That's you nitpicking. Can't. You have to put 24 hours of book time into yeah. two hours. 
It's not possible. No. Well, that I mean, if you wanted to talk about the kids and their scary stuff like that, to me, most of them didn't get the justice they needed for their scare scene. Exactly. Like I thought Ben, the, the heavyset kid, like that. I thought his scare. My thing favorite w- scene was the you know the eggs and the, the the headless man chasing him. Yeah. I thought it was scary as crap, like that. But it was come and go. It was gone. I don't care. The when fantastic. That kid, when that kid's chasing him through the halls, even and before then you hear, that. And then you hear. Hey, egg boy. And he turns and it's the clown chasing yeah. him. That was my favorite moment right Before there. that, did you even notice when he's in the library right before it all happens when oh, we see the balloon? The old woman? The Both of the people in the background not moving. Time froze. Yeah. And did you see the old woman? Uh-uh. That kept getting closer and closer and closer until it was right on top of him before he turned and, and saw the egg? Yeah. Yeah. It was so subtle that what they were yeah, doing. The whole, okay. he, he'd look at the paper and it'd get, pan up a little bit, and she'd be a little bit closer. Yes. A little bit closer. And the two people in the background closer. just hadn't moved yet. And I was yeah. like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, but, it was a quick. I mean, and you weren't expecting it. And all that stuff happened. And and then, you, like you said, we didn't get anything for some. But then. Well, I mean, to see with Ben for a second, like, how was his fear what he just read in the book? Like, how was his thing, like, the egg? That's, that's what I'm saying. But. Like, I mean, that, that was what made yeah, like, Ben's... The eggs were like, what What the shit does the eggs got to do with it? It was super cool, though. Yeah, well, it I mean, was. that was what he was reading no, in the book Easter. about the dairy. The dairy ironworks exploded during an Easter gathering at the, air, the dairy ironworks. Right, but so, like, why how was, was that, that his, his nightmare? Yeah, his like, fear. You know, no, it's just because it was on his mind. He was reading about right, it. Right, okay. But like when later in the movie, they talk about when you're, he uses your greatest fear against you. But his eggs weren't his greatest fear. It's just what was a hot topic yeah. right now. No, that that happens in the movie too, or in the book too. Like if there's something going on, he'll freak you out with it. Well, I mean, I could see like my greatest fear as a little kid being the teenage wolf. Like if I go see that movie, that's gonna be my bigger biggest fear for like two the or moment. three months, right? At the moment. But just reading about the egg hunt and stuff, it was just like ugh. But like, man, there was some cool Easter eggs in here. Oh, Not, yeah. No pun on words. <laughs> The head that you see in the tree, he keeps turning the page and it zooms yeah, in on yeah, the head. Yeah. Or like that, that happened in the Dairy Ironworks explosion. You know, 88 children died. Mm-hmm. Correct. And they found just parts all over the place and stuff like that in the explosion. But one lady stepped into her backyard and one of the kids' heads was in the tree of her backyard or like that. And it was like a nightmare scenario. <laughs> I can so, imagine. I mean, so it was like, that's why that's in there. Yeah. It's like, oh man, if you read the books, you know what that's a that's callback a good nugget. to. It's yeah. so cool. And like when he was turning the pages in the book, it was just the same picture over and over yep. again, right? Yep. Just, zooming, just in. zooming in. Yeah. That's it. Um, uh, I thought that was pretty cool how they did that in the movie. And then to turn it into the headless kid that's chasing him, you know yeah. what I mean? That's like cool, man. That's that's well done to me. Well, not only that, just to watch how that thing was moving and how it was like rigid oh, and coming yeah. at the stairs yeah. and then still smoldering. Oh, the egg smoldering there was yeah. so cool. It was... It was really cool. Well done. Yeah. Um, Who did y'all think had the scariest fear? That had, that'd be Because mine, like, it's a that toss up between two. Mine was either Georgie or Bev's. Bev's didn't bother me at all. Bev's, Bev's actually, I, was, that, I thought, was the weakest of them. That hair coming out of the sink. Like, See, I have a problem with the hair and drains. I'm going to be honest with you. That whole, yeah. that, their, her, her whole scene, I hated it. Be honest with you. Now I know it was homage to the first movie and and this or so on, but to me, like that doesn't play as her worst nightmare. It does. It just doesn't. I don't know, man. That right no, there, it I, had nothing to compare it to. Nothing no, to go okay. with. Well, that's that's a slight misunderstanding. I think you're having or whatever like that. They tried to even kind of hit you over the head with it. 
with her looking for a tampon. Yeah. Okay. Bev's biggest fear is becoming a woman. All right. Well, they don't they don't do that well at all. That's what I'm saying. She has all the rumors that she's a slut and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That is not in the book at all. Okay. Yeah, because I was wondering how they, like, you even developed those rumors and stuff with yeah. how... It's just more subtly done in the book or like that with her. It is blood that comes out of the sink that gets her. Yeah. Not hair. That's new. They added that part. Where the hair grabs her and holds her face into well, it. Well, I thought that was a, the added scary fact. I thought that. it was kind of cool because there are people that have legitimate fears of that drain hole drain, and yeah. stuff like that in the well, hair. Yeah, because like Final Destination, when the. Yeah, all that the, stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> good <laughs> Lord. Hey, those are classics. Uh, they're not good. I mean, but, but like the, the parts that bothered me, like I said, the, it, was, it was the only subtle, as you say, you know scary one of all of them you know that you couldn't reference clearly from what they were giving you in the movie with the movie now okay yeah. and so on being see what i loved about the movie and like that is because i didn't have the book knowledge and i didn't have the previous movie i on purpose didn't watch it because i wanted to go into this completely naked you know and see stan with, stan was the one i didn't like you know, yeah I, I didn't care for the twisted painting lady it was freaky well, about his, it. his right there was is that it started off as his nightmare, and he never gave you context of it before that. Well, you my thing was, who the hell is that painting in their office? Yeah. Like, yeah. who wants to look at that thing? Right, I just but, thought it was too it was too random to me. That's what it was. It, it, yes, it was. That, that was my second worst. Yeah, see, I didn't like stands, and everybody else, I was kind of okay even though with. it was creepy as shit, though. You know, and they were able to continue it, but like, I mean, once you did the blood thing, you know, with her in the in the bathroom, that's great. And then the second part of the blood thing that pissed me off was is them going to clean it. I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. that made no there sense. There was zero way they were cleaning that bathroom as spotless as they did it. Well, no, but, but okay, so you, once again, like I said, that's something you're not from the book. That's a huge scene in the book. It's a major scene because it's showing that the adults are completely oblivious, oblivious. to what's happening. Okay, that they're. Oh, I saw that when Dad comes in there and he's completely like he doesn't see any of the blood. Does he none of her? She's right. covered up. And hold on yards. Because Cash and I were just scratching our heads. We were watching just like, um, what are they trying to tell us here? No. Other than that, you know, like I said, that, that's where if you didn't have book knowledge, you don't get you don't get that. Well, no, they were trying to show it to you too, though. They they did a few things. So when Ben's getting his H carved on his stomach and the people just drive by that or like that, scene. and they just look mm-hmm. and they don't help him and stuff like that, that's what happens in Dairy. People just overlook it. If it's happening to the kids, it just, nobody pays attention. Okay. Well, I'm happy you explained that because that was another thing. I was like, there was no point in having that with the balloon. The balloon is what bothered me. It's the guy, the, the people driving by and ignoring the bullies. I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. I was, that completely made sense. Then the balloon popping up in the car afterwards was kind of like. No, that's what's trying to tell you. Pennywise is like a, a poison on the town. Mm-hmm. Okay, just his presence there creates all this, like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Or the pharmacist being so creepy like that to Bev. Oh or like man, that. when he go when she was like, "Oh, uh-huh. you look like Clark Kent." Yeah, huh? those lame. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, we didn't need it." I was like, "We didn't need that." Oh God. But that's what it does. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying it turns all the adults dark. I mean. One of the things that they just hit on a little bit after the dark spot or the black spot, I'm sorry. Um, but before that was the Bradley gang shootout or whatever they talked about. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about it at all. 
But the Bradley Gang shootout is super badass in the book. You know, mob gang, whatever like that, hiding out in the mountains above Derry. All right. They come into town looking to buy guns and ammunition. Okay. The guy that owns the gun store recognizes who they are. All right. And he's like, sure. He's like, I got, I can give you half the ammunition right now. And then two days from now, around noon, I can give you the other half. And they, they agree to it. Okay. The Bradley Gang's like six people. Okay. It's two women and four guys. That's pretty cool. But what he does is he set them up to show up in town, in the middle of the town at noon, two days from now. Okay. So he just goes around and he starts telling his friend. And he tells the next friend. And that guy tells another guy. And that guy tells another guy. Until that day, every man in the town is armed and just Ready casually the- waiting in the town square, basically, around this shop. And they all pull up and the entire town massacres them. Just blows them away. I mean, just shoots their cars up. Shoots all- both the women. You know, they get out trying to run. Blows them away. Everybody blows away, right? And next day is like it never happened. That's creepy. Like everybody just goes about their business. The sheriff was there, and, pumping lead and, into and him, shot and shooting him up too. But later on, he comes back and says he was out of town on a hunting trip. <sighs> so I'm saying, like that, and the Bradley yeah. Gang shootout was the big moment. For All right, and they ask. They finally ask a guy that was alive then, old man in a retirement home. He, Mike asks him, "Was there anything weird that happened or ever like that?" He says, "Yeah, there was a clown hanging out of the window, like fake shooting at him." All right, and then he says, "It was so weird though. I got further down the road, and there was the clown again, and he was uh, giving balloons to kids, and the kids were all freaked out. Oh. Then I got a little further down the road, and there he was again." And he was doing something else. So hopefully we get these flashbacks in the sequel. Or you know what I'm saying? Because, you see what like, I'm saying? Is, yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. It's almost like this needs to be three parts, you know? No, to this, get him, it needed to be like an HBO series. Yeah. A one whole season. Like a 10-hour epic. Yeah. It needs that much time to really go into the effect that Pennywise has, it has on the whole city of Derry. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's re- refocus on the movie itself. Of all right, of all the things that happened in the movie, what were some of the things they did really, really, really well in your mind that they brought that was something new and unique? Because there was, to me, there was so much going on in this movie. I thought like the slow, like his before he chased you, how he was really slow and it was like building up speed, and then he'd shake really fast, and then it was just like a full out, not even uh, a on sprint. Slot. Yeah. <laughs> Like if um, I was watching that in 3D, I, I think I would have popped out of my chair every single time. My thing is, I thought it was like filmed like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was super pretty to look at. Like I mean, like just the lighting where they decided to put the oh, camera. Yeah. How bright the screen was because like yeah. that's, I was it, like, it, well, I felt like I was watching Stranger Things. It had a good flair. It really stuck to the 80s so so well. Oh, it did. It was great. And then they, of course, they throw in like a Molly Ringwald joke and. She's even dressed like Molly Ringwald. Yeah, in it, you yeah, know what yes, I mean? Yes. Um, but just all the stuff, man. I love the scene where they're jumping off the cliff and they're all just like mesmerized that she's, you know, half naked and stuff yeah. like that. And 
Dude, uh, the, the the whitey anti tidies that they were they were rocking. Oh yeah, the loose fitting white uh, yes. tighties. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean uh, the classic, the orange. Was it like a gold and black band? They're uh, all exactly the same. Yeah. Yes, all exactly the same, all yeah. across the board. But you know what, man? Kudos to those kids not being embarrassed one bit to just stand there in your underwear. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was just like. Even the kids are calling tits, and you know, well, that's the giant the H coming out. The, the poor chubby kid. I'm like, he has some of the hey, weirdest dude, nipples in the world. Su- that I super think. balls to this kid for like showing himself. I'm gonna be honest with you. He got the shaft most of the entire movie. Oh, he was. They were I hard. Mean, he, had, he had the H. And then there was a scene where he got completely clawed and looked like his guts were hanging out. <laughs> yep. And then he's the one who gets his hopes dashed. You know, oh, yeah, poor man. You know. But like when he got the H and uh, Eddie's trying to stitch him up and Richie's going into the British doctor accent. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Cheerio, chap. Get in there. <laughs> get in. It's like, Show, suck, suck it out. Suck it out. Yes. Um, Shut up, Richie. I don't need the British doctor right uh, now. I need more yeah. medicine. Oh, so, so that's the thing they weren't able to do with Richie. Richie does voices nonstop. Yeah, in the yeah. book, non-stop, like God, I, I wish we would have gotten more voices because, like, as soon as he was going into him, I was like, "This, this is this character." Yeah, I mean, that's the only time you get to hear it. But he has all his other voices are extremely racist. <laughs> you can't do <laughs> well, it. Well, voices are not his one-liners. They had me. Oh going, yeah, man. Uh, like when oh. they're dumping out the books at the end of the school, it's like, "Oh, greatest feeling ever." It's like, "Oh, wait till you tickle your pickle." <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, man. When he said, well, "My boy Tits was like, you know, it was originally a beer, uh, beaver trap in town." <laughs> Still is, boys. Hanging with the Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> oh, man, I'm the entire theater. Was just coming out of their shoes and were laughing so damn hard. <laughs> Still is, boys. Oh man. Um, but all right, what? There were several jump scare scenes. There were several parts they did in the in the in the movie. I mean, like I thought the house was really really cool. I thought the special effects were really well done. I thought the outside of the house was not near as well done as the inside of the house was done. No, um, I see. I totally agree. I think the outside of the house was so out of place. Mm-hmm. Like. Any town would have bulldozed that this house stupid by house. Exactly. Because, I mean, if this was old and condemned, that made no sense. Because when they showed the houses leading up to it, it was like modern houses of the 70s that had tarps over them and they were dilapidated. And then you have this, you know, 1800s old mansion manor. It yeah. really wasn't that big, and it's still with the all wood side. I mean, it just it was stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it didn't it didn't match. If it would have been a lot better if it was like outside the town limit mm-hmm. or something where it was isolated, and you know somewhere in there they said it was part of some you know family that da 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 da. So it's not untouchable. You know whatever. Make it where the reason it's still there is you can't touch it for yeah. whatever reason. Well, People avoid it. Put a sign on there. No trespassing. Historical society. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's got the 100-year grant to where Protected. It, yeah. Right. Protected home and because these, it is the wellhouse of the town. Whatever. Right. There, that's the thing about this movie is, is that there was minor details throughout that they could have done better you know, if you're a super detailer in person, like like I am, you know, like that and so on. Because like, this house, as cool as it was, it stuck out like a sore thumb. Well, and the thing was too, we never saw the house at night. We saw the house in the middle of the daylight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, always. So it, it looked super contrasted to everything else around it. So it was like, hey, man, kudos for you showing us it in the daytime. That's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at night, this, I think, wouldn't have stuck out like a sore thumb as much. It would have been just as creepy. 
But it was tough because, like you say, it doesn't look like the houses next to them. It does. That's the one. That was the worst thing they did was show this kid go down there and look at all these houses on the way to this one. Yeah, I mean, he looks like on a street that has. Well, I mean, it almost looked like that was just his natural way of walking home. Yeah, and to me, you know, and later on they explained that it was completely random that he was by himself at that house. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it was convenient. For him to have seen that house for us to, before we got the information about it later. No, I don't think so. It, the books really harp on this, Reverend, like that. One of the voices that Richie does is an Irish cop that, that comes. <laughs> like, uh, the, the way all these guys meet, yeah. or like that, is uh, a couple of them are in the Barrens, that river that's running yeah. through like that. They create a dam, okay? And it blocks up the river. But that river no, I'm just, I'm thinking is also the what trap. flows the gray water. So it just backs up all these houses, you uh-huh. know, and floods their toilets and stuff like that. But this Irish cop comes down and is, and is talking to him. And is like, don't get your panties in a wad. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, like, take y'all to jail or anything like that. Just let's tear it down. He explains, like, why it's a problem. And then he tells them, you know, y'all shouldn't play down here. Yeah. He knows how many kids have gone missing and things like that. He's a cop. But, I mean, I've got to say, I'm really disappointed you didn't try an Irish accent there. No, like, no, no, won't do it, won't do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, he's going to commit to this, and then But nothing. Richie, you know, is terrible at accents, but he tries them <laughs> all the time, and he does the Irish cop to his face, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, that's another character that would have given you that another little level or whatever. Right. And it, but it makes sense because he tells the kids, don't be alone anymore. Yeah. Well, travel that, with that your friends. At least there's some kind of adult that. But he doesn't tell them that until after each of them have had their fear, their experience yes. by themselves. Okay. Because they're losers. They don't have friends. Yeah. You know, a couple of them hang out, like Eddie and Bill hang out. You know what I mean? But Ben's not in the group. No. Bev's not in the group. You know, Richie's kind of in and out, and Stan's kind of in and out. And so it's like. They are alone a lot of the time. Right? I mean, there's a reason that they are losers club and everything. Right. It's the clown situation is what brings them together. Okay. okay. And Henry Bowers, they're all victims of Henry, so they all kind of stick together. Okay. So I got you. So yeah. don't don't feel like it's tropey or weird that one of them was on their own. Yeah. When something happens, because they all had to have that. Well, the deal is, is though, what you're talking about is you're rel- you're relating that information from the book. In the movie, though, it looked like they'd all been best friends. They'd all look like there was a group association, and for have him solo on that street didn't match the rest. Even of the Georgie movie. goes like, "I've got three friends, but Bill is my bestest friend." And I was like, "Oh man, you just marked Bill." Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, yeah. and so like it made it seem like I guess Richie, Eddie, and Bill had been friends for a long time, and even coming out of school. Right. Those three were together. Yeah, no, the and they are. They're the friends. Yeah. Right. Okay. They're the ones that are decent. And so is Stan. Okay. Which is how it is in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Ben's a new kid. Bev's, you know, an outsider girl, you know, and then Mike shows up being pushed yeah. into each other. How do you, you feel mean? about uh, Ben getting two new kids on the block jokes? <laughs> I mean, not, not just oh, one. I, think it. Just, I thought it was just 80s relate. I yeah. thought it was great, though. When he, when he yells at her. <laughs> Don't go, girl, or whatever like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. And then they did an excellent job in his room. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody's Bedroom. looking, and they just start flashing to it, but they do, like, you know, ID network. <laughs> like it's making a murderer, yeah. you know what I mean? And, he's and then all like, of a sudden you get the door. Please don't. Please don't I'll say that. And she just gently closes Close back the door. the door. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. You know what I mean? He's like, thank you. Thank you. Do you think they that... Um, 
you know, I always call him Tits because it's a nickname he got in the movie. But do you think that was a, a good representation of the history to give you a Pennywise? You, to me, I was soaking it up like a dry sponge. I wanted more and more and more to get history, which that's what I'm hoping the sequel does. Do you think it was enough? No, but I mean, with how long the movie already was, like, how do you sneak an extra five to ten minutes in there? I mean, they they did some really cool ways of trying to make it. You know, they they put it into Ben's character because Ben's character spends an exorbitant amount of time at the library. Yes. Okay. So they gave it to him. The way they do it in the book, Mike is writing all this down. Okay, as he's remembering it, and he cuts into four different like um, intermissions, basically, mm-hmm. and tells a classic story of dairy, of when one of these major things happens. I got you. You learn about the Dairy Ironworks. You learn about the Bradley Gang. You learn about the Black Spot, and then there's one more, I think. But like I said, all those major events, you learn, you know what I mean? And then everybody has a story where they say they saw the clown, and it was always involved. You know what I mean? Hmm. Nobody understands why, and it was always out of place. Like People are always like, well, there was a carnival in town, so I thought... He was part of that. Maybe he was just you know, a remnant of it or something like that. I love that when they were showing the pictures and the book and stuff like that, they fl- they threw it through the book or something, and there was a page or a page where you saw... Yeah, Pennywise carved in like a, a wood carving. A wood carving, mm-hmm. like yeah. that. And then I also saw there was a scene where there was like a uh, traveling carriage that had like a clown picture on it and yep. da, da, amongst it back in late, you know, 50s or whatever it was in the picture. And, da, da. and I, I caught those details. And then, of course, when you get to see the carriage at the end of the, towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. you're able is. to make those comparisons. I thought they did some really cool little gold nuggets early for you to have that visual catch at the end. Agree. So um, but like when I told him, I was like, you know, God, I was just thirsting for more to give you more about who even what he was. I'm really hoping they deliver that on the second part. Now, what was your what was your biggest jump scare or your biggest holy crap moment of the movie? One of my, I mean, well, I'll say one of my favorite moments is when he comes out of the refrigerator. Yeah, because that's he's the upside first time down, they ever see him, and he's all twisted up, and he steps out. Yeah, that was know. the first time they ever saw Bill Skarsgård in the Pennywise makeup. It was like two months into oh, the movie yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's when the kids. Yeah, that's when the kids first see, see him. Right. You know, they they hid him from the kids or like that. Yeah, but when he comes out of the fridge, I just thought they did an excellent job with the CG and everything. Yeah, like that. it looks so well done. Because like play, he comes play out like upside down and yeah, play on the clown thing of like coming out of a little tiny car. When he came out of that, I was like, man, that is just so cool, so well done. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that part. That's the same scene where, like, you got to see part of his mouth, like, on That's the side of the his rebar. face that didn't yep. matter. Yep. And then you got to see his hand change mm-hmm. and stuff. And, That's and Eddie's he, arm was, like, grotesquely broken. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's was, when Ben gets raked across the stomach, <laughs> yeah. which also happens in the book. But it's the teenage werewolf that does it to him. Yeah. Right. Um, so the whole, yeah, the house scenario was pretty cool. I'm going to be honest with you. The biggest jump for me, which I was just like leaning back in my chair, it's like that when he comes out of the movie theater or out of the movie clipping screen, you know, in the garage. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. When the thing turns to the wall and right. he comes out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's super size like that. And they're trying I'm, to unplug it and everything. I, I mean, like, 
Even though they gave a lot of that away in the preview, the way they finished that. They didn't give away the big part. Though. No, I'm talking. I mean, holy shit. It, it was like, I was literally leaning back in my chair like, holy That's the thing. It's like one of those things you could have almost been a 3D movie. It really was. Where it's like, he's yeah. like coming out of the screen at you. It seems like. I mean, this was one of the few times I was like, maybe I could go through wearing those terrible 3D glasses. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. I'll never. Man, those are. Never. No. I'll never go back to 3D. Terrible experience. Yeah. But I mean, no, that one was so well done. And just like how quickly they were trying to move out of everything, backpedal and stuff. And that's when Bill finally is like, no, I'm not scared of you anymore. And I mean, right. I thought that was a huge moment. Well, it was a turning point. Yeah. You know. But for me, like, it was just somehow I didn't see it coming. It was after she killed her dad. And then uh, she just turns the cameras and Pennywise has got her by the throat. And I was like, yep, that first time the jump scare got me. Well, oh, you're talking hit, about when she kicks her dad in the balls and hits him over the head? Yeah, with yeah. the toilet thing. Yeah, hits him over the top of the toilet. I yeah. assumed that he was dead after that. Like. Yeah, that was the best jump. Like, you weren't expecting Pennywise to grab her right then and there. Yeah. But, once again, that's another thing. You should know better that Pennywise is working through yeah. her dad. Okay. And like, right. What my buddy told me was it, he saw it coming because she was to the right of the screen. Instead of like being yeah, in the center, yeah. and there's, so you should know. Strangely cropped. Yeah, yeah. So like, whenever something like that, there's going to be something right there to the left, and it's right. like. And in the book, this scene lasts way longer. You know, she, he does attack her or yeah. like that, and she gets out of the apartment. And he chases her all the way through Dairy, and she ends up right. hiding under a dumpster and just getting covered in filth. Wow. I mean, so it's like, but you, if she can tell though, she sees him and is like, his eyes are have gone blank. Mm-hmm. And he's just. Like chasing like a zombie, basically. She so she she realizes that Pennywise is, is able to like inspire and work through people. You know what I mean? And See, get, I wish they would have the worst in them. That would have been cooler if they would have done that in the movie because it would have made a lot more sense by the end with Henry at the end of the movie and everything instead of it just kind of yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing with the TV and the balloon and the knife being back in the yeah. in his mailbox and stuff like that. I thought that was cool done. But um, I would dare say that Henry was scarier than Pennywise in this movie. No, 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 no. Nah. No. 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 I think the kid who played Henry did a good job. And I like what he did and stuff like that, but no. The only thing I didn't like about Henry was his walk to the mailbox. It was weird. Well, yeah, he kind of had like a... Like a... His swaying shoulders, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know it what was he was really doing. really strange. Really strange. Well, the, the balloons, I thought they were well done. I, mean, I loved how they did that stuff, and that was a scene where you, you know, there was a balloon attached to the mailbox, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they did one of them, the one with Patrick Hostetter, you know, where they, it says "I love dairy" on it. Yeah. Before he gets whatever, and uh, so <laughs> that is one of the major differences they changed. Okay, is what happens to Patrick and what happens to Henry and his two buddies and stuff like that. Like that, that's a huge change they made. Okay, okay, so yeah, one of the goons goes into the sewer. All right, that's and, Patrick Hockstetter. Okay, and he is, you know, he sees the dead kids or the or zombies, basically. Is that what I was, what I saw? Yeah, they're like burn up, right? Burn up people, and and then of course Pennywise. I can only assume that maybe these are possibly other Dairy Ironworks people or something like that. To me, it looked like other kids like you know when you found that shoe floating when you found that shoe that had the girl's name that was missing i felt like they were showing you the girl but like you know 
partially destroyed and then you know other kids and possibly other people, possibly because they were all all shorter than he was mm-hmm. yeah. even though he was a taller kid i think they were trying to show you that these were other kids well first off perfect casting for patrick hostetter this kid is like what you just hope will he'll look like in from the book in the movie <laughs> The only thing I was like, man, that small aerosol can, you got about one more blow and that thing's done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they couldn't do Patrick Hostetter in this day either. Patrick Hostetter is the fucked up kid that everybody grew up with that knew, oh, that's the kid that's going to be the serial killer. Okay. okay. He's the kid that was killing like neighborhood pets. Oh. So he, he had a weird thing with... There was no a, conscience. There's yeah. a junkyard and there was a refrigerator. And the thing with refrigerators and junkyards, they always pull the doors off. Yeah. Because if a kid's just trying to play and hide and seek inside one of them, it closes, you can't get out. And they're like, you suffocate. His thing was, he'd go collect animals and things like that. He put it in the fridge and shut the door and just come back every day and just watch what state they were in until they died. You know what I mean? He was a super creepy dude. Even jerks off Henry in the book. Okay? And then then asks him, you want me to suck it? And that's when Henry like punches him in the nose and he's like, I don't play with that gay shit. Like, he was just jerking yeah. you off, you weirdo. Is it at least this a Dutch kid is like, oh, God, this, this kid is <laughs> ultra creepy. Like, gross. Man, this, uh, yeah, this book. Um, so, yeah. So, so, that's why you listen to it twice, huh? So, <laughs> they, can't, they can't go as far no. even as Stephen King. Hell did. no. But the thing is, he, man, he was cast so perfectly, and he's so weird and lanky, and you know what I mean. I was like, oh, this really good job. I he was almost me sad of the guy when he died because he dies so like, quickly. Well, he just dies horrifically in the book. Well, he dies off camera here, exactly, and I was totally surprised by that. He dies. He didn't die by it. He goes, opens up that fridge one time, mm-hmm. and then you know it's, you're used to like seeing flies or something like that, but inside that is like these. Massive mosquitoes that all fly after him and they start just sucking huge pints of blood out of him. So it's like like a muskurkey. You know what I mean? And then he gets, like, he falls down. And then Pennywise is like this big monster just grabs him and starts dragging him through the woods and stuff. Bites him in half, basically, and stuff. It is sick. You know what Hmm. I mean? And Bev witnesses it. Good lord. Bev even gets bitten by one of the mosquitoes in her arm. And he like puts like a you know eighth inch hole in her arm and is going at her and she like smacks and just blood just goes all over her and stuff like that and she takes off running after that because she also witnesses the disgusting jerk off scene you know with him uh, and Henry yeah. and stuff like that and she's like trying to cover her mouth so she doesn't like laugh out loud because she knows they'll find her yeah oh my god and, uh, <laughs> so can was he not able to take out two people at once or. No, he already had his kill, so he wasn't worried. It about It didn't Bev. matter. She, he didn't need to kill Bev. Yeah, he's still just scaring all these people. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He doesn't have to. Okay. So it's, it's man, all darkness. Right. Who else in here was like, I really don't want to be in this room when you get to see Richie going to the clown room. Clown room didn't mess me up too much. I love if you didn't catch Tim Curry's version of Pennywise on the wall. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's you get a split second yeah. of it. But it's him in a little picture frame. You know That's I mean? the only cameo you were going to get. Yeah, Jim but I thought it was really cool that they did that. Dude, I didn't even know, but I, I looked up Tim Curry because I was like, I was kind of hoping we might get a look at that. But I mean, he's in a wheelchair and got, yeah, he's, he's in bad shape, in real bad shape. And yeah. I was like, that's disappointing. That you know, you thought you would get at least a little something. You know what I mean? 
And I mean, that, that's what we got was just unfortunately a little something. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that that part in the book, and I know we're jumping around, but the clown scene started off so strong. But then when he opened, when the box was open, and you could see his version with the maggots like that, I was kind of disappointed with that. I, I didn't really care for much. Well, I think they everybody thought it was going to be one thing when he pulled it back. Yeah. So he, he like purposely changed it to something you didn't expect at all. And it just it fell flat. Yeah, I, I, it, I think it, it really did. It, it really fell flat. It didn't hit it. On the me anticipation either. of the scene was really good. That's one of the things where you're getting goosebumps. You're like, holy crap, which one is it going to be? You know? Um, and then to talk about a few of the details that I thought were a miss is this, this is the scene I was giving Cash a hard time about was is that, you know, of course, Pennywise comes out and goes after him. And, you know, it's a cool, cool little jump scare like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they blow through the door. To, to rescue Richie, but mm-hmm. if you remember the scene when they break through the door, you see the doorknob and everything blow off the end, and the door is you know is splintered and it's missing its handle now. Da da da. And then they turn around and he closes the door. You know, and I'm like, okay, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. A second ago, you just showed me the door just splintering and just you know, in, in, in the handle blowing off, and then it's the next part you close the door. And the cash told me that he's like that. Is him playing on your fears in that room? Yeah, it's this not real. is a different room and it's not real. It's not real. Okay. That's the thing. When they go into Nebold House and stuff like that, you know, they're armed. Like this is what we're going to use to try to kill him and stuff like that. He uses different rooms to try to get you to spend your ammunition, ammunition. and try to separate you from your friends and stuff like that. Which he does a good job in the movie, right? He, he really does when he gets uh, Eddie. Yeah, right? right. So it's like that was the whole thing was separating them. You know what I mean? And it actually it happens to Ben in the movie where Ben's like in the hallway and he says he like looks to see his friends. He's, he can still see him, but it's like they're a mile away. Yeah. Right. All right. And they're like way out there. Even though he knows they're just in a little hallway. He's like, but they seem so far away because he's doing that to you. Okay. So yeah, so when he busts through the door like that, that was just to terrify Richie. Okay. And he gets him out. Oh, and, that, to- and the thing is though if he would have got a hold of Richie, he probably would have killed Richie right there. But once again, it's Bill is, not te- is trying yeah. to teaching them, don't be afraid of it. You know what I mean? Like, just, it's not real. Uh, it, it's just one of those detailed things to me is that if you see Bill enter a room to save Richie and the door is getting destroyed, okay, you went from reality into Richie's nightmare. You follow what I'm saying? I don't know. It just, to me, I, it, I struggle with it, even though it was fine the way it came out. It was just one of those minor details. It's just like at the end of the movie when they were cutting each other with the glass. You know, there was no, there was no blood on the glass. You know, there was no this, you know. And th- the only thing that saved it was is that Bev, when she put her hand on his face, is like, I told I told Cash, it's like, if there ain't blood right. on his cheek, I'm fit to call Bill shit. Oh, well, they're holding hands. There's blood everywhere. Right. Well, if you realize, the they, cut the, they cut one hand, but then when they were cutting hands, the oh, wrong no. hands were touching each it other. Did, it didn't add up every time. Yeah. I agree. No, yeah. Well, it was yeah. the only people who cut opposite hands were uh, Bill and Bev. And so they were the only one touching blood to blood. Right. Yeah. And blood so, brothers. Yeah. So there was a. So I said, these are minor things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when, when he cut himself, the glass had nothing on it. You know, given they're just doing their squinting and facial expressions, which yeah. don't get wrong, we're good. Um, but there were times that, like, I thought seeing Pennywise hurt a scene. Example is that when uh, they were at the river and the, the bullies were beating up on Mike, uh, Mike <laughs> he waves with the arm, waving with the arm. I was just like, this didn't like to me that hurt that. You know, it didn't. It was kind of unnecessary, but once 
this was really like this is not when it happens in the book where like that but there's a really creepy scene of when they're all playing in the barrens the barrens is a huge thing the barrens remember they even say you want to go to the quarry today yeah. and he goes we have the barrens now what they did was they did a really cool reason for why he wants to go to the barrens all the time because he thinks georgie Could might come out yeah yeah i like how he did the whole he took the what was it the mouse tubes or the gerbil yeah, hamster. trap, or hamster, hamster trap, trap. Stuff, yeah. And he made this for his dad, and his dad was a complete asshole. You know, yeah. You're struggling with your losing your son, but understand that's all made up for the movie. That's not in the books, and I thought those were good things. I thought it was too. It gave you a reason why they kept going to the barons, the drain. Okay, you know, well, that was important. In, in the book, they go to the barons because Henry Bowers doesn't go to the barons. Like they, that's their spot to hide out. Like they play that down there sense. because they don't want to makes much better sense. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because they don't want to be messed with. Okay? okay. But the problem is they chase Ben to the Barons and that's when they find out that a couple of them play down there. Yeah. So then they know where to find them and stuff like that. Anyway. Um, but there's a really cool te- you know, scene of it where they're playing down there and just kind of chilling and they don't realize that over on the other side is two massive eyeballs. Like, you think like enormous like spawn eyes right staring at them through the high grass you know what i mean they don't notice it one bit but they talk about it in the book you know like if they just look to their left or like that they'd realize pennywise they're being watched by a gigantic monster okay and then there's sometimes too where they're like they're walking they're walking down the river and stuff like that just skipping on rocks and you know jumping onto the next rock next rock mm. if they just look to their right the body of one of the kids that just gone missing, just like got flushed out of a pipe and is washing right, right down beside him. See, now like I want to see this movie again just to see if they are dropping these little tidbits. They like, might have been. Yeah. But it's so relentless. Like you don't barely have time to try to look for the next Exactly. Yeah, like, this was like a was fight going, club kind yeah. of thing to where like he just keeps popping up before you see right. him like all throughout the movie. Which I think it, there is probably a lot of this stuff well, hidden if you in notice, the movie. The movie focused on keeping him in the clown entity. They yes. didn't do the whole manipulation of everything else. Well, like I don't think they about. wanted to mess with anything that wasn't almost real world esque. Basically, if you went to the movie and if they did it, what you're talking about, you would need to have read the book to understand based on how much time frame we have in a movie. Not having the book knowledge is why you keep it at the, with the clown as being your focus. And the Pennywise what everybody is. And that knows. makes sense to me. Yeah. I'd okay. be happier with that. So what they changed about Pennywise is big orange balls on his chest that run down his abdomen. Okay? That's the calling card of a Pennywise monster. Okay? Are the big orange balls. All right? God, big, that, that would look funny as hell on the new one. The big bird mm-hmm. that attacks Mike when it sticks his tongue out and opens his, you know, opens his mouth to like attack him, it has three orange balls running down its tongue. Okay? Um... All the, the teenage werewolf, or whatever like that, you know, I can't remember how he has it on there, or whatever like that, but it's it's on his Letterman jacket, and on the back of it, it's like, you know, the Kill Squad dairy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, but that's how you always knew. Yeah. If it was Pennywise in the monster and stuff like that, they'd always be able to come back. It's like there was these orange palms on there somewhere. Right. On the monster. Well, fire. Yeah. Who I wants guess. to change mics now? <laughs> yeah so I'm just saying it would have been such a more expensive movie to try to make it the way they did I mean yeah. the fact is we we see and hear about a lot more children dying too in the book because they just have that much time 
Right. There's one right. kid that dies from the creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, there's one kid, Richie. Richie doesn't go into a clown room. That's not his scare. No. Richie gets attacked by that big-ass plastic Paul Bunyan statue in the park that they focused on. That's, oh. a, that's a huge nugget that they threw to you. Well, because that Richie, that's another cool thing. Richie denies that he's ever seen Pennywise because he thinks he fell asleep on the bench and that the whole Paul Bunyan thing was a dream. But then he I starts mean, to realize, oh, no, that was real. Like, he's sitting there because he had just got done running from Henry Bowers, mm-hmm. and he's, like, breathing really heavy and stuff like that, and he just noticed that this massive shadow all of a sudden looms over him. And he like looks up, and it's Paul Bunyan about to drop his axe on him. And it splits the bench in half as he rolls off, and it's just chasing him, just dropping the axe on him and talking to him but I mean, as I love, he's running. I wow. love that, like, Richie kind of didn't, and he was just like, is the only virgins I can see? Is that why I can't see this yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, they, so they, they took some things away and added some things. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they, they gave his comedy like a better feel to it. So See, Richie has all this comedy in the books and stuff mm-hmm. like that. None of it's really sexualized. But all of his comedy is sexualized in the in, movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think they went the right route with it. And right. Everything. So like, I, when you go I, into I the mind. house. I didn't mind. But yeah. And you know. All his comedy is all voices in the book, but it's Hilarious. a slave. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, when he does a black guy, it's like, yes, Amasa, don't oh. hit me, Massa, and stuff like that. Oh, Lord. And then he does British, then he does the Irish cop and stuff like that, and it's like overtly you know, the drunk Irish cop. Yeah. And then he, you know, he does all kinds of. I mean, they're uh, Mexican, and it's like you know, Picos. I mean, it's Padre. It's just like, it's Jesus. overtly yeah, that, racist. That, that's probably not going to go too so well. So you can't do it. No. But they added all the sexual humor for him this time, and I thought it was great. Well, all right, well, let's kind of narrow it down towards the end of the movie. All right, so they discover, basically they discover that the, the house is the well, where the well mm-hmm. house is, and they devise the plan to go down in there. Um, this is where Mike encounters the bully, and they almost have the, the is the, is the sheep killing gun in the in the, no. in the book? Well, I mean, okay. like before all that, like kind of we have like they just kind of defeated it, and they think it's that Eddie's got the broken arm. His mom freaks out, and then like we have a weird five minutes where they're not friends. Well, yeah, and I guess it's it like whole, two or three weeks. Yeah, you know, he learns that's that he's every, doing placebos, yeah. and that's every hero story. Yeah, they separate and then they come back, and then we get the one phone call. Like, who was it that ended up seeing it again? Oh no, Bev. Bev's taken away. Yeah, Bev's taken yeah. away, and Bill went to go see her for some reason. But yeah, the the whole the whole band coming back together was was weird and kind of abrupt. You know, you get to see one make a phone call, the other one gets, to, and then all of a sudden they all show up. Well, no, yeah. Bill was going. He went to the arcade and got. Bill was going to meet Bev because she was leaving town the next day. But they were meeting that? up. That's okay. why she had her backpack and stuff. She was going to leave her dad. Gotcha. To go to her aunt's house. So they had set up a secret meeting for them to get together and talk before she left town. So did they point that out in the movie? Or? At the very end. Okay. It was after she's le- She's like, yeah. you know, so I'm leaving tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that she was just like, I didn't even know that he knew that. Right. Yeah, like the movie doesn't give you a good indication of that. No, that's why the dad's like, you looked all, you know, you look all prettied up. Yeah. And stuff like that. She's, she's dressed up. She has her backpack. She wants she, to go she, see she's Bill. She's going to see Bill. They have planned to meet. When gotcha. she doesn't show up, that's when he comes to the house and stuff. Okay. Well, that, Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't that clear. Yeah. But anyway, so they end up going to the well house, and 
you know, they end up killing the bully. What was his name again? Um, Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers. Uh, they might have killed the bully. This will be a massive change if Henry Bowers is dead. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. That, that the was, way he went down that well. I totally agree with you. That's I about a 40 foot drop. I agree with you. This is the biggest change from the book. Okay. Henry Bowers is dead, and the fact that Belch and Victor didn't go down there with him, massive change. Okay. Belch Huggins and Vic, his two Padres, yeah. they get horrifically killed by Frankenstein's monster down in the tunnels. Hmm. Wow. I'm And Henry lives. To me, it's like I think they're, they're completely X'd yeah. out the bully part. Of I it. just don't see how it's even possible that they get rid of Henry Bowers. I have I'm no indication that they're going to be able to bring Henry Bowers back. If he is, he's wheelchair bound and he's eating his food through a straw. Here's what I think they. <laughs> here's what I think they might do. I think they might turn Henry Bowers into a, Someone's a Pennywise disguise. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Pennywise will turn into an older Henry Bowers or something. Because I mean, he's. He's integral. Massively huh? integral in the next. Okay. Part. I mean, you don't have to turn him into. Like, you just keep him teenaged. Like, I mean, you just rehire the same actor because. Well, my my thing is, if we think he's dead, and twenty seven years later we see like same thing with Georgie, they got to bring him back. That's I'm I'm serious. They need to bring him back alive Man, and I'm messed up. <laughs> well, you went down that yeah. pipe. He's toast. Anyway. We didn't even hear him hit that thing was so deep. Yeah. So they get through there, and of course, in classic style, stay together, don't be afraid. And then, of course, was it Stan is the one who gets separated, the well, painting kid. Yeah, Stan is the first one that gets separated yes. as they're waiting on Mike. Right, and he freaks out, and completely forgot Stan was in the movie until yeah. I mean, this is when Stan becomes a relevant character again when his face is getting bitten. Yeah, ah, oh, dude, you guys left me. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, me. I thought Stan was dead. Oh yeah. Um, and then I was I really, really called BS. like his face to be missing. I was gonna call super bullshit. Yeah, because Stan, like, it's not necessarily important, but like he's a pretty significant. Oh, he's for, like, hugely significant. I mean, yes and no. Like, I mean, it's a I big was deal. just impressed they decided to keep the holes in his face yes. for the rest of the movie. But aren't you glad they did? Yes, because that, that was realistic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, that needs to be there. Well, it just. I just the one thing about it is these kid actors are just so nonchalant about these gruesome wounds they have. I mean, like you said, Ben has his gut almost tore out. And just yeah. I mean, they're outside chatting about you know well, I can't no, do this like, anymore. Da, da, da. That H is like inches into his stomach. Like that, yeah. that's not just like a oh, flesh horrific. Yeah, yeah. And, but and, he, he's more concerned. They're more concerned with that H getting carved in than when his he's clawed open. <laughs> yeah, but when you see Stan's face and he's got the entire mackerel teeth line. You know, all the way around. Yeah. Like a shark has bitten into his face. Yeah. I mean, and a really cool effect to see the, the painting character go into the tube and immediately Pennywise come right back out. Yeah, I mean, well. Super well done. Um, but then when they get into the big room, we find Bev. And this is right after Bev has seen the three lights, as you talked mm -hmm. about earlier. Which was so badass when it its face opened up. Yeah. That was Dude. awesome. Yeah. I mean... That's what, and like you said, that when you see its eyes start to shift and yeah. go wide, and like it's changing its form for whatever reason, uh, I thought that was pretty. Good. Right, the floating children, you know, and the, the the whole room was so cool and well done. Um, and to have it where it all goes to a you know a vapor drain or what do you want to call it, exhaust drain to look up at, I thought that was freaking cool. Morlock holes, lighting. Is what they call it in the book. Where? What hmm. was it? The kids call them Morlock holes. You know, like from Dune type of thing. Or, oh, okay. Or uh, Time Machine. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I thought that was all pretty cool. I loved how everything was stacked on top of the old carriage. 
Yeah, yeah it's like the, over all, the years. Right. All the you know, crap. The build up. Build up. Like I say, the floating children totally made up for the movie. Worth it. Um, I thought it was super cool, but I'm going to need explanation. Well, that's what I'm saying. They all float. Like, I mean, that was enough explanation for me. The, <laughs> it wasn't. Like, I thought it was cool that he does this to Bev and she floats up. And like she's in static float like that, but again, like when he's getting, he gets wounded and blood floats up and different like that. I, I want some explanation for this. I want there to just be a payoff to explain. I don't need now, it at all. And this was going to be the biggest concern going forward was the fact that we see the kids coming down. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, if that's their bodies, then are they not going to take these bodies out of here? Are they oh, not going to tell adults, hey, all your kids, their we bodies, found we found them. Yeah, that that so, was a big nugget they left behind at the okay. end of the movie. Because that doesn't happen in the books, and I think for good reason. You either find your child's mangled body, yeah. or they never find it. Because if you find this, like, that's Now gonna, something supernatural is involved. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, how's the parent supposed to react to that? Yeah. So, I mean, unless... Unless they like do immediately like what they talked about before, which is their memories completely go. Yeah. Like right after it vanishes, they start forgetting. I think that's what you have to do. I hope so because I got news for you. Because I was telling Cash when we got out of the theater, I was like, you just walked out of there and you see all these children everywhere and you've just discovered what was a big part of all this, but you don't report it to anybody. You don't tell anybody. There's no like, there's no scene of police coming to the great. Or something and discovering this horrific scene or no. nothing. It's just, hey, let's go over here to the by the barons and do a blood pact, you know. And yeah, no, it's it's very problematic because I don't know what they're gonna do with that part. No, I, I think it's like you said, like they do in the book and the movie and stuff. Is like as you move away, you start losing the memory and everything. But it ain't even moving away. No, I mean they do that blood pact. They still remember. Yeah. They know what they're doing the blood pact for. It's like if you don't go tell anybody. After that, then that means they're keeping it a secret. Or maybe they tell people and just no one believes them. And it's just like... Again, it's just that little nugget yeah. that it's missing. I, I don't think we're going to get... closes that movie out better than it did. And I don't think that we're going to get any explanation. I think well, I hope so. I hope the, that in the beginning of the next movie, they're like, no, why are, are we sure we're going to do this again? Nobody has believed us for 27 years when we've told people we found this. No, so, that's, I mean, no. if they have that one line... It could help the credibility. No, because I mean they're not even going to need that. It's going to start off with kids dying again or something. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to worry about that part. That that part's not going to be necessary for what they do. They don't remember it. They don't remember anything. So, all right. Toughest thing was watching little Georgie take the gun. Toughest to the thing. Like, toughest thing was Georgie talking to him. Yeah, and I was, was like, like, I just want to go home. Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, like, There's nothing more I want than that, from Georgie. To the dome. <laughs> just like. <laughs> but my thing was, you clearly see those bodies floating up there. Yeah. Like, that could be Georgie. Yeah. As far it as could you be know. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's clearly like a dead thing. His arms ripped off. He would have bled out. I mean, we're like aware. He's like. Yeah. He's dead. Something's something. wrong. You know right. what I mean? Which is obviously why he blasts him in the head. But, but like, like, and did anyone re- react in the theater when he got. When he took the uh, uh, thing to the dump, yeah. everybody was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like, I, I didn't feel like we had enough people react. Like maybe I that's think just everybody good. was just in shock. 
Because, I mean, Because everybody takes was it, like, yeah. <laughs> I was, like, screaming to the dome. Like, oh, my God, I can't yeah. believe they just did this. And the he thing just, was, they didn't shy away from it. No. He gets popped, and then they slow-mo him falling back onto his back. And, with a hole. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Clean like, in the middle of his forehead. We just saw a seven-year-old take a shot to the Not head. Not even seven. This, yeah, this kid's five yeah. at most. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But cool ass scene to see like the arms start popping out. Oh and extending yeah! Oh and yeah! It was like so cool. And, like, did it make cartoon noises? Because it did in my head, and like I don't know if they were in my head. Well, it was like, like go go gadget the, arms. Yeah, the, the stretching like make this little like elastic popping. You know, yeah. that was, so it did make some sound. Okay. Um, now I'm telling you, when the carriage opened up and it showed, you know, Pennywise, him the original dancing, dancer, yeah. and the camera was shifting and not him. Oh, uh, shaking! Yeah, it was like holy smacks! But another favorite line. You know, you know, I guess I just can't do this anymore. You know, I've come all this way, this, that, or so on. And then he, and what I forget exactly what he said. He goes, I guess have to, he pulls the bat out and just goes to wailing on him. Oh, oh yeah, Richie. Like, I really yeah. hate you. You know, I didn't want to be doing any of this. This is all your fault. And now I got to kill this fucking clown. <laughs> now I got to beat the fuck out of this clown. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. This was like the, you know, Power Rangers coming yeah, together yeah. moment. You know what I mean? Uh, how and, dare you use that analogy? <laughs> <laughs> But I just love it, man. You know, and the fact, of course, there's a bat laying there. There's a guitar yeah. laying on the ground. You know what I mean? It's like everything's here. And I mean, this was a pretty good kind of fight scene. Well, it actually was realistic because you had numbers. Yeah, you we know, had numbers, no, and they get their asses kicked a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, Mike shouldn't be able to get up off the ground. No, he got blasted across the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Mike took like the anime like super punch. Yeah. Okay. So here's where Ben gets to see the mummy. Yep. Um, he gets wrapped up, you know, in the wrappings, and you see its face trying to bite on him and stuff like that. Yeah, because um, it was like very briefly done. Like you said, it was just like the wrapping's not necessarily a full on right. Well, but, it was out of nowhere. Again, another nugget to a reader, not to a novice. That's viewer. what I'm saying. They they threw in these little nuggets or like that. It's I mean, it's not like a huge scene, but but it didn't hurt me. Like when it happened, mm-hmm. I thought it was just a cool way of capturing a kid next to you. I had no no knowledge that a mummy was something important when yeah. it came to the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this nugget helps somebody who hasn't seen the movie before. But also, if you are a, uh, a book reader, it pays cool off. Well. Yeah. It pays off. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in the book, he turns into the big eyeball, like I was saying. The werewolf. The mummy. He turns into all this stuff while they're attacking him and fighting with him and stuff like that. So it's like... Okay, that makes sense. And I thought the dialogue was cool that he was explaining that you will be afraid and we're not afraid anymore and and all that kind of stuff. And so anyway, they're beating the crap out of him and then he goes into the tube, um, whatever his drain is like that, and then he starts to disintegrate a little bit. Was this the cue of we're about to go into hibernation? Or was this this cube that he's losing his power or ability? What was the clue here? Because this is where I was kind of like in air. Well, he's hurt. That's what you're supposed to get away from it, that he's legitimately injured or whatever like that. That's the skin floating off and stuff like that. Yeah. He obviously dwells down in that hole. You know, that's where he hibernates at or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what they were wanting to tell you. I think they wanted you to to feel like, oh, he may be dead. You know what I mean? He looks like he's dying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He goes down. The kids start floating down. You know what I mean? But then they get outside and they do the blood pack. Like, hey, if this comes back in 27 years, we got we a promise come we'll come yeah. back. You know what I mean? So it's like... The only thing missing was the old man shotgun from Jeepers Creepers. That was the only thing missing. Oh, yeah, just hiding right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he wakes up, I'm ready for it. You know? <laughs> um, but, I mean, the really cool thing they were doing or whatever like that was, you know, he thrusts his fist against the post 
and still insists he sees the ghost or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Mary says that right before he drops down. Um, that's Bill's like power. Okay, like all of them have something. They don't they didn't do it in the movie, but Stan is a bird watcher in the book. Okay. And he carries around this little book of all his birds and stuff like that to be able to identify what birds they are. So when his fear starts coming at him, which is two drowned children inside of a water pipe, whatever like that, he starts reading from the book and the kids back off and the door that's been locked behind him all of a sudden opens. Okay. So Bill's, it's kind of like Inception to where like you have an anchor. You have that, something that like... That grounds you. That ground, well, it tells you like it's something you... You don't seem afraid if you're able to do this thing. Well, it's almost like you know you're in reality if you go back to what you know and love. Richie does his voices. That's what keeps him, <laughs> okay? Um, uh, Eddie, or whatever like that, he's, yeah. he'll spray his inhaler at you, or whatever, okay? Things like this. I've got to listen to this book. I mean, there's just the there's mounds t- there's and all mounds kinds of, of stuff. information. Yeah, there's you know. all kinds of stuff that you just can't put in there, though. But the... The, his, he thrusts his fist against the post or whatever. That is a a statement that Bill is trying so hard to say without stuttering. That's his speech therapist. Mm-hmm. Like that's a if you can speaking of his stuttering, did y'all think the actor did a good job on the stuttering? I thought it was pretty good. He yeah. stutters way worse in the book. I mean, way worse. Part of it bothered me a little bit. You know, it was it was an acquired taste. Let's put it that yeah. way. But that thing he's trying to say. He's trying to say it around his parents. He wants to say it to his mom yeah. so bad because they have like forgotten him. Like they're so devastated. The marriage is falling apart and stuff like that because Georgie's gone. That he is, you see him like he's eating dinner by himself and stuff like that. His dad's super rude to him. You don't even see the mom anymore Nuh-uh. or like that. But he just knows that if he can go in the house and say it to her, that she'll be so proud of him that, again? that they'll remember him. What's the what's the line? He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost. Okay, it's hard to say. Just yeah. if you don't have a speech, I don't know if I can repeat that after you just told me. Right, <laughs> but but when he's walking down the street and he's trying to say it and stuff like that, it is so sad in the book that that's that's all he wants to do. When he has the big speech where he's like, "It's easier for me to go in this house that than is it is to me. walk into my own." That's what he's talking about. He's like his house is a ghost house now, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And but that that phrase he's trying to say and what he's talking about with his mom and stuff. I mean, it's heartbreaking in the book. And then well, you damn, know, that's a nugget I wish they had had in the movie. You yeah, know? yeah. But so. that should come up in the adult version, not the kid version. Okay. Because that's it, cool. All right. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the movie. For, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk too much more about it because, like I said, I don't want to get so yeah. much into something that we need to be talking about the adult so side. I don't want to. Do we have any you know, like pocket picks that we think could play the adults in the movies, in the sequel? Okay, here's the thing. They took a boatload of no-name people yeah. to fill up these roles except for like two. And it's easy to do it as kids because right. like... Kid actors. Yeah. But the movie was so successful that you got to realize that the, the producers and the director and stuff are like... Hey man, we got some money to throw around now. So yeah, we I think could. they spent like thirty six million on this movie, and it's already made like what one seventeen. Yeah, well, I think it was like fifty one on the first day, wasn't it? It was unbelievable well, no, they, money. They made like one hundred eighteen million on opening weekend. Yeah, so yeah, it was like, I think it was fifty one point seven million on day one. That's an incredible yeah. number, especially but, for a horror like a, a quote unquote horror movie. Like they don't make money like that. Like yeah, I mean. 
actors wise I mean, a lot of people like the kid who plays Ben and a lot of people are like rallying behind it they want Chris pa- Chris Pratt to play Ben Chris Pratt would be a good character because Ben loses all his weight mm-hmm. when he becomes an older man like becomes a devilishly like super handsome rugged man and I mean that was like Chris Pratt yeah, like, kind of what happens to Chris yeah. Pratt. He was a chubby little punk. That was funny. Well, I couldn't. All I could compare this to the kid actors you get. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know how they develop. You have to be a book reader. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then I mean, you could easily the rest pick. of them just grow up like you think they would. Yeah. I mean, Bill starts balding. He's like a bald man. You know, he has the the classic like little slightly comb over. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I, Stan just you know, it, like a her- inherently Jewish man. You know, with curly hair, stuff like that. I mean, nothing. You don't have to like pick out somebody's fan. Well, no. all the kids, he seemed like he was an extra. He was a taller kid than most. He is taller. Yeah, uh, Eddie's like I said, still a short man or like that. Um, I think Richie would be the hardest person to. <sighs> well, does Richie still have glasses when he gets older? Once again, it's like, do I want to talk about this stuff too much? You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's not a dead giveaway. Plus, the thing is, I don't know what they're going to change. Yeah. Yeah, because Richie had Coke bottle glasses this time. and Yeah, because Mike is the one that stays in town or whatever like that for the... Yeah, Mike never leaves. For the new movie, or I mean, for the second half of the adult version, he becomes the town librarian. But like I said, he's the his- history keeper. Mm-hmm. But if they give that to Ben... So are you saying that you everybody know? leaves and then they come back? Is that kind of what how it kind of played out? It's like, hey, if nobody wants to be spoiled on anything from the possibly the second yeah, half, I'll just shut it off. But I'm just saying, like, everybody leaves but Mike. Okay, that's that's all I wanted. I was just curious. That doesn't matter if they shake it up too much. You know what I mean? Now, I'd be pissed if one of the people doesn't come back because they say he died in a car accident in 87 or something like that. You well, know? <laughs> it's not like that. But it's just they could change what these people become, yeah. the professions and things like that because they were going to update it. It's going to be two thousand and what? Do you do you see Mike be needing to be the librarian, considering that we've already got two thirds of what I would consider the history you need to hear? No, no it doesn't have to. No, just has to be somebody in Derry that says, "Hey, it's happening again." Right. But I mean, Mike makes the easiest case because his family's already got the I owns land. a farm, yeah. and stuff like that. Right. So it'd be easy to just be like, "Hey, Mike stayed in town." Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But I, mean, I think if we go Chris Pratt, then I think like it's easy to just kind of go like Jessica Chastain, you know, reunite the the Jurassic Park, <laughs> or no, it was Dallas Howard, Bryce was, Dallas Howard, Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard, go with someone like her for um, her best. I'll be straight with that. I'm a fan of hers. Um, I mean, it's got to be a redheaded chick. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think we might get one bigger name person, but not a megastar. I think they kind of keep the same formula, you know. Uh, it worked the first one. Yeah, well, I mean, you know I what? I hope they just get a bunch of character actors. You know yeah, what I mean? I, like, I, th- I want people that I recognize, but not like one has, you know, yeah, I mean, I personally don't, power over the rest of them. Yeah, I don't want Eddie to be Tom Cruise when he comes back. You know what I mean? I don't want anything like that. <laughs> right. No, and I mean, I don't think we will, but I mean. You also have to imagine all these characters. What age group are we talking to all these characters are? Are we I mean, 10 to 12 years old? Is that what I'm guessing here? Yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're all like 40s when they come back. Okay, so if that's the case, late thirties, early forties, then this, they're they're twelve, you yeah, know, basically, yeah, yeah that's yeah. about what they and are. Twelve, thirteen at the best. Um, so, 
you got to think about who, when you think of actors who are 40 years old or close to it, you know. That's, that's Chris Pratt. A ton of them. I yeah, I mean, that's most of your. But you don't have to do. No, Chris I mean, Pratt. you don't have to. And I, don't, I personally don't want Chris Pratt. Like, but I, I mean, don't see Chris Pratt in this. I'm sorry. But the thing is, there's a lot of guys that are like, you know, that you're, you're, not, even, you're not even thinking about that yeah. are excellent character actors. You know what I mean? That could show up. You know, I mean, there's some guys that we like from other shows, like Walton Goggins. I don't see him in any of this stuff, you know what I mean? Because he's so strange looking with his big teeth. and So, so strange. But I'm just saying, like, he's not a big A-list actor. But when you see him in stuff, you're like, I'm oh, watching he, that he's going to crush it. Yeah. Whatever role he's playing. Right. But there's there's several guys like that. We could get another Skarsgård thrown into this movie oh my by guess. then. It's possible. Well, yeah. I, think about it. I don't think any of those characters can be so over-charismatic like, you, like he is. Yeah. I think everybody's got to be subtly who they are and they're they work great as a dynamic together not as one character steals the show yeah i mean danny mcbride coming back as richie i'd be all right with that you know what i mean <laughs> like, like I, i'm okay with anything that's no, danny mcbride no. so I'm, man hey he, he would do would all the terrible. voices no problem yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah there's you know i don't know I, I couldn't even speculate i mean i couldn't even no and uh, you know what and uh, like i said i'm hoping i'm not going to get these like news articles that come out like so-and-so signed it's like wow now it means they saved no money yeah for the other six people you know what i mean exactly it's like, eh. exactly no so, doubt hopefully that's not the case but nah no 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 well guys what did y'all think did y'all think it was epic as we did did y'all think it was i mean imdb only has it as like an eight one or eight two i think i, I saw eight two i mean i think part of that problem is just because it's labeled as a scary horror movie and in in a way it was nothing near that but, but that was never it was never a jump scare book no like it wasn't supposed to be that it's supposed to be well, but I mean that's what people thought it was going to be nightmarish showing yeah, well, in the, if you think about the, how they did the previews for this movie that's what it was designed to scare the, the Jesus out yeah. of you that was the goal of the movie and like the way everyone talks about it, it's like oh it's so scary you know like you, you, once you see it you understand and so like a lot of people went in with the wrong mindset. Uh, and this is one time where the, the, the previews did this movie hellified justice. Oh, yeah. When the, it came to what the finished product Excellent marketing. Excellent. Stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the scene, we didn't even talk about it after, you know, was it Eddie who saw the the, the leper. leper? Leper. And then you see Pennywise with the reverse pyramid of uh, balloons. And there was, a, was there a reason for that? Or no, it was just okay. a fucking cool ass visual. Yeah. And then to turn around and hear pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and then, you know, all the balloons are just kind of just popped in midair and yep. then he's gone. I mean, it's cool as hell, but what did y'all think of the movie? You know, I mean, did y'all agree, disagree? Do you feel like it was a miss? Do you feel like Jake who says it could have gone for 27 more hours and still been quality entertainment? <laughs> or do you feel like you like the new direction? Uh, I mean, we'd love to hear from you guys. We're going to post this. And if you hear something and you think something about it, don't don't hesitate to hit us up because we're definitely going to be covering the next one when it comes out, hopefully sooner than later. And we look forward to it. You can always hit us on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. It's Bleed TV Podcast. And, of course, Bleed, Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. We get those all the time. But I think I think we kind of covered everything tonight. Uh, again, I thought the movie was badass. My favorite movie of the year. Um, and uh, I hope they were able to relive it even better for the next one. And hopefully it doesn't take 27 years. Exactly. But other than that, guys, this is Blue TV. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. We'll see you all next time.